Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Hawaii Vacation Connection. I'm Bruce Fisher, also known as Aloha Bruce. We've got a great podcast for you for this July 10th, 2022. Today I'm going to give you my top seven post-pandemic Hawaii vacation tips. How's that for a tongue twister as we get through the big show? Now, this is a different kind of podcast. This is a podcast that is not hosted by a wannabe social media influencer or somebody that doesn't know anything about booking a Hawaii vacation or some guy with a stupid accent that really is just some guy that doesn't even know anything. I am your host. We are your hosts. And we are the owners of Hawaii Aloha Travel. We're in Hawaii. We're Hawaii's experts. And you can catch us on the web at hawaii-aloha.com. You can also just give us a call at 1-800-843-8771. Agents are standing by right now to help you plan this Hawaii vacation. So if you got into the rabbit hole called the Internet or Facebook and you're just clicking away in all these forums and groups and everything and trying to figure it out, Well, we can help you cut through the clutter and also get you great deals because that's what you're looking for too, right? You want not just cheap vacations, but you want to get the most bang for your buck, right? So that's what we help you do here at Hawaii Aloha Travel. So we got a lot of news to talk about. And I think the first thing I wanted to mention is these inter-island airfares that are going to be dropping in August. Uh, Southwest and Hawaiian are looking at $29 airfares. So we're starting to bundle those into our packages. It's amazing how much that brings the price down. So if you've already booked your vacation with us, or you've already booked booked your vacation and you have a higher, you know, and you're in August, because that seems to be, you know, that's, we're starting to see some softness in the market in August and September, which is kind of a good thing because pricing is just on the top of mind of all my clients as uh, they're planning their Hawaii vacations. So be looking for those. I just checked before we went out here and I still see these $29 airfares available for certain dates and times. That's the thing about, you know, saving money on airfare. And I'm going to talk about that later as well is, you know, if you're not flexible, it's just you're not going to find these cheap airfares. So we'll be talking about that. The other thing I wanted to mention is, let's say you come to Hawaii and you've misplaced your ID. We get this a lot because we're members of the Aloha Society, Aloha Visitors Society. And when we get these calls, very often one of the top things that happens to people is they either lose their ID or their license or their wallet gets stolen or something like this. And people feel pretty helpless with that. But, you know, you can actually solve the problem by uh, identifying yourself with the TCA. And there are certain types of background checks that they do, and they can get you on the plane. But obviously, if this is the thing that happens, you're one of my clients, just give us a call and we'll put you through to the proper uh, officials to do it, but you can actually do you can actually do it at the airport. And you know what? It just brings up the whole thing about having alternate IDs. And some of the things that are, um, some of the TSA approved identifications are obviously driver's license, U.S. passport, a passport card, a DHS trusted traveler card, which is kind of like those uh, global entry cards, the Nexus, uh, Nexus cards, you know, that sort of thing. I don't know too many people that have those. Um, there's tons of them, a permanent resident card, a border cross crossing card, state-issued enhanced driver's license, you know, but you probably have lost all these things if you're there. But, you know, try to have a backup, if you can, of your ID somehow. On your phone is very helpful. If you've lost your, you know, that's always a good thing to do. I don't know if you're doing that, but pretty much everybody is doing that these days, is making copies of everything on your phone, just taking pictures of everything. So enough said about that. 
Another thing I wanted to mention, which is, this is, I, to me, this was kind of big news, and this has to do with Pearl Harbor, because everybody wants to go to Pearl Harbor, and a lot of folks don't really understand that Pearl Harbor is four different things. It's the Arizona Memorial, it's the Pacific Aviation Museum, it's the Mighty Mo, which is the USS Missouri, and it's the USS Bopfin. By the way, they've been trying to change the names of all of these uh, attractions. I forget what the new names are, but I don't think anybody's <laughs> I don't think anybody's complying with it. But anyway, those are the four attractions. But those tickets to the Arizona Memorial are like they go like hotcakes, okay? They go like uh, the minute they get released. And they are free tickets. That's the thing you need to know. They're free tickets. Now, what's been happening, and this is the word on the street. I can't confirm it because I'm not, you know, a, a law enforcement person. But the word on the street and what we understand was that a lot of the tour companies were hoarding these free tickets for the big buses. So it left a lot of people who uh, wanted to get tickets without the ability to get them. So now they've cut down on that. Um, th these these companies are not going to be able to hoard tickets anymore. So it should be good for us, the consumer, but be aware of it that if you've booked like a bus tour, especially in the next month or so, because we've contacted these bus tour companies and they're going to stop offering the Arizona Memorial tickets because they just can't get them. So, but what we found out is that a lot of folks that have booked in advance, they're taking people out there. And then when they get there, they're finding out, oh, we don't have tickets to the, to the Arizona Memorial. We're just going to the visitor center. That's just something I wanted to let you know. Another thing that people are telling me is that the VR glasses that you get there at the visitor center are awesome. It's almost as good as going to the actual you know, um, Arizona Memorial when you go to the ferry out there. So these virtual glasses, I haven't done that. I don't know if anybody else has done the VR. If you've done the VR, let me know. But apparently it's just a great way to see everything at Pearl Harbor. And I just wanted to let you know about that. And just the weather. We got this hurricane. A lot of people have been asking me this Hurricane Bonnie, which is kind of fizzling out over the Pacific. But we expect, or they're talking about a lot of rain may be coming from that storm. And we've been having some pretty good rain lately. Um, not really bad, you know, not like storms that like take away your whole day, but we need rain here. And we're starting to see some of the beautiful greenness, greenness coming back. <laughs> the greenness coming back. So I wanted to let you know that, uh, you know, you might want to just prepare for weather when you're, if you're going to be coming here in the next few weeks or month or what, next month or so. Maybe they actually the next week or so. <laughs> I think it's two weeks. Sorry about that. But just go go look at, you know, the weather thing. It's Hurricane Bonnie. I don't even think it's a hurricane at this point. Next thing I wanted to talk about was our question of the day. We asked our uh, Facebook friends and our listeners, by the way, um, please write to me and let me know you're out there. I'd like to be hearing from you. I, wanna, I wanted to mention I did get a beautiful letter from uh, one of my podcast listeners, the Soares family. Just a beautiful letter uh, about how much they miss Hawaii and how much you listen to the podcast. Thank you very much, Bre uh, Brent, Brad, Brad Soares. 
I really appreciate it. And we've, I've been getting a few of, of these emails and stuff, but this was really special because he's from Boston, and he was telling me that he was looking out over the Boston Harbor, and he was looking at how similar that area was to our area uh, where the Aloha Tower is, you know, that, that, that area where the you know, when the boats come in and everything. And he was mentioning to me that, you know, while we're four or 5,000 miles away, we're really still connected because hundreds of boats over the years, over the last hundreds of years, boats have been traveling between Boston and Hawaii and just trying to let me know how he was thinking about Hawaii. And I know that you think about it too, especially the folks that have been trying to come back to Hawaii, right? Who are frequent visitors. And some of you are getting discouraged. We're seeing news reports about how, you know, repeat visitors are getting a little nervous about coming back because of the pricing. So that's why I wanted to focus a little bit today on that. But thanks for, for writing to me and email me and Facebook me. And I, I, I'm not the greatest engager, but I do appreciate hearing from you and letting you know, uh, letting me know that people are out there. I've been trying to get our Japanese and Australian folks to re- reach out to me because I know that a that's where a lot of my downloads are coming from. So, and I don't even book that. <laughs> I'm mostly booking people from mainland U.S. to Hawaii. So, anyway, that takes care of that. All right, let's talk about the topic for today. And this is kind of like my top seven post-pandemic Hawaii vacation savings tips. Now, the now some of these may not come as a surprise because they've kind of been standard tips that we've been offering over the years. But it's good to hear a reminder and good to know which ones are really still valid uh, or money-saving tips that are really good, you know, now that we're, we're past the pandemic and we're seeing these prices. The first thing is choosing the best time of year to come. I, this is always a, kind, a, a thing that people ask, when is the best time to come? When is the cheapest time to come? And basically just come off season. Um, anytime there's not a holiday you know, or there's a big event or school is out, that's the best time to come to Hawaii. You know, we experience our peak season in uh, summer and spring. The off season here kind of begins in the winter season, you know, the first quarter. Um, It's a little bit I don't even want to say colder here, but it's just the temperature drops just a little bit, doesn't it? I mean, it really does. You know, we only have a difference of of 10 degrees between summer and winter, but there are fewer tourists, I think, in general during that time. And it also is not considered peak season. Of course, you don't want to come over December or, you know, it's really kind of good. We kind of see a little bit of shoulder, like right after the beginning of the first of the year. But always, always August and September seems to be, you know, autumn time seems to be a really good time. And we're starting to see some somewhat of a shoulder season here this year in October. But we're seeing softness. I'm starting to see softness um, in the market, um, especially because uh, on Oahu, because many uh, many thought that the Japanese bubble was going to be happening now, but they've kind of curved back. So really, the Japanese aren't here yet. So that created some softness here on Oahu, especially during September and October. Uh, 
So be looking at those dates for Oahu. Now, the other thing is don't be overambitious with your itinerary. You, you hear me talk about that. You have five or six days. Don't jam pack everything in there and create this itinerary that can get very expensive. It can get very expensive. And then when you get here, you may not feel like you want to do those things. Now, you must plan in advance, but just don't be overambitious with your itinerary because I think that's going to help you save money. If you're starting to plan things and you start to pay for things and you get caught into these cancellations because you don't want to go, this happens. Believe it or not, this happens. Don't be overambitious. You can save some money. Another thing you want to do is make sure that your budget is including everything. I can't tell you how many times people don't understand, you know, when they're getting out there and they're booking their vacations with us, they're just thinking hotel and, you know, they're, they're thinking hotel, transportation, maybe a car, and they're thinking maybe some activities. But there's a plethora, is that a good word, plethora of other activity, other things that you're going to have to be paying for. For example, tips, people forget about that. Incidentals, you know, what is the average tip? We've done whole podcasts about that. Souvenirs, gas. Um, there's a lot of forgotten items that people, in fact, we did a whole question. In fact, I was going to do that as the question. I forgot that as the question, but things that people forget to bring, you know, one of the common things people forget to bring is actually is their, is their slippers, you know, sandals, which isn't a big deal. They're not that expensive, but you know, things like this add up and you want to remember there are incidentals and we're going to prepare you for all these incidentals. There's other things, you know, there's resort fees, there's little things that you forget that you're going to need and you're running to the store and buy them. So you want to compile a nice list of the things that you're going to bring with you so you don't end up spending, you know, wasting money on things that you, you, you really don't need, like snorkel gear. Sometimes people bring snorkel gear or they rent it. There's just all kinds of options, especially with food. Food is a huge expense here. We've done whole topics and podcasts about it, but you can save money on food by either buying groceries or going the bento route or learning a, a little bit about the food here and understanding where you can kind of save on those meals. We call it uh, um, uh, cheap, cheap eats here. <laughs> That's what we call it. All right. And plan your splurges. This goes back to that. You know, you might want to plan you know, a really nice dinner, but plan it out and know how much it's going to cost, you know, because, you know, a, a, a expensive breakfast can be like 50 bucks a person for a breakfast, or it could be 20 bucks for, for a breakfast. And you may want to do a nice morning breakfast, watching the sunrise or in the morning or in the evening. Um, you might want to just cut down on those breakfasts as too, is, is another way to do it. Because if, it, you know, how do you do it? So like you could go into the local, like a Safeway and get some great coffee, by the way, or you can go to Starbucks and, you know, pay a, a lot of money. You know, the little things like this. And I, and I just think if you're going to plan your splurges, you should do it accordingly. The other thing that you might want to do is many folks here, uh, many folks will want to stay in a really nice hotel, splurge on a really nice hotel, and they really don't have the money for it. So what you can do, and this is kind of like my, my uh, tip along the lines of splurging, is maybe just do one or two nights in a nice hotel and then kind of go budget the rest of the way so you get both of those experience. Um, another thing, you know, I'm going to get a lot of slack for this, but... <sighs> Forget the luau. I mean, I know this sounds crazy, 
but there's so much entertainment and it, it, you know especially if you're a large family i mean this can cost like 7 to 1200 dollars to do a luau if you're a couple maybe it's okay but i'm i'm not understanding why a luau is always like the main focus for a lot of folks here i think we just see them on television and we see the glamour of it and they are wonderful i you know i, I don't want to kind of diss it completely or say that you don't do it but it's you know if you don't do a luau it's not going to ruin your trip to hawaii and same goes for Pearl Harbor, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, the fact that people, you know, focus on these two things for their vacation just boggles my mind. And and you know what? I can never talk anybody out of it. <laughs> but I, here on the podcast, I can say it, right? I can say, you know, what might be something you can get away without doing this luau, you know, um, and you can save a ton of money on that. I mean, it really, the, the, the prices of luau's have skyrocketed. So <clears throat> that's just another thing you might want to consider uh, saving on if you're going to be coming to Hawaii now. And finally, points. Obviously, if you're going to use points or, you, or cash in points for hotels, it's free, right? You've accumulated all these points, use them. However, I recommend not using all your points and really analyzing whether or not it makes sense to use those points for Hawaii because the prices here are so high, you're not going to get as much value for your points. So what I just did with one of my clients is they did points. They stayed at the Four Seasons on Maui or they're staying on the Four Seasons on Maui. They're going to do two nights, I think two or three nights with me. And the rest of the time they're going to do points. And I've done this with a couple of other clients. I just did it with another client at the Marriott uh, down in, um, in Wailea on Maui as well. Because obviously points is, you know, that's just like a no-brainer, right? It's going to save you money. So you might want to consider doing partial points. Same goes for airfare as well because the, the prices are so high. If you're a traveler or you know you're going to be traveling, uh, again, it might make sense to hang on to those points instead of using them for Hawaii because when you cash them in, it's a lot more for Hawaii than it is for other destinations. All right, that's going to do it. Hopefully, this stuff helps you out, helps you save money on your next Hawaii vacation. The way to do it, too, is just to give us a call, 1-800-843-8771. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, get over to our website. There's tons of information there. We've been podcasting here for 14 years. There's hundreds and hundreds of podcasts that you can listen to and thousands of posts that we've done about Hawaii. There's also our Hawaii travel support group and our Hawaii Aloha travel group. So you just get over to Facebook and, you know, punch in Hawaii Aloha travel and you'll get all of that. And we would love to hear from you. And we'd love to, for you to book with us. We're a local company. We've been here for 20 years doing this. And, you know, you're really supporting the local community. The money that comes into our company does stay here pretty much, except for the things that go to, you know, these corporations that you can't avoid. But, a, but more of the money stays in Hawaii with us than, let's say, when you're booking with an OTA or a company on the mainland. So keep that in mind. Support local businesses. It's Local Business Sunday, isn't it? I think they do that every Sunday. All right. That's going to do it. That's going to wrap it up for my beautiful wife, Yaling, and all of us here at Hawaii Aloha Travel. I'll say aloha and mahalo. <laughs>